This is the one. This is it. This is the fucking podcast of all podcasts. It's the motherfucking Holy Grail. It's like, it's like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I think that we'd be shocked if we walked through some of our schools today from USA Today. Today's schools are cursed by an increase in swearing with language that would stand a sailor's hair on end. In a recent poll of high school principals, 89% said they face profane language every day. How sad, Jack. Our teenagers. You are now listening to the world's stupidest podcast ever. <laughs> This is the GTFOH podcast. We have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Yay, 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 yay. We was gone last week, but now we back, motherfuckers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the GTFOH podcast, episode number 18. Took a pause last week. We're back now, so I'm just going to go ahead and assume that everything is 100% okay and everything's been remedied while we've been gone. Get the fuck out of here! Oh, is that, is that not the case? Am I fucking up? I must be fucking up. Alright, well then, since that's not the case, that means that we can continue this show because there must be plenty of things to talk about. Um, I don't even know if I can hold the no religion, no politics much longer, but I'm going to try because I like, I like challenges. I'm up to the challenge. Um, honestly... Let me let me just say before we even get into the show, um, I, I I took a pause because I just felt uh, already when they called for the music industry to take uh, you know to take a pause and do the blackout Tuesday thing. Um, I thought it seemed like a cool idea. I didn't like I'm not really the creative activist kind of person. That's just not me. But I'm a supporter one thousand percent, especially against injustice and unrighteous shit. Um, so I was really about it. I was like, okay, this seems like a cool idea. All the, all the artists that are normally maybe clouding up a feed. I don't know. It just seemed like a cool idea at the time. And then come to find out everybody posts up their black squares. They tag black lives matter and it clouds the clouds, the, the communication line for shit about protests. And there's a backlash on it. And I'm like, man, I don't know what what are we supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? Obviously, now they've kind of clarified it a little bit. And, you know, they've there's a lot of places now where you can find resources to support these organizations that are fighting uh, against social inequality, racial injustice and the such. So I I feel like um, it was a bit frustrating. But for me, I just had to continue um, to support without clouding like social media with my personal shit. I just felt that was the best way to do it. Um, So. We didn't do a show last week, and um, I I didn't post any personal stuff to social media uh, for the week two, and I just shared pertinent information that I could uh, when I saw it come through, and that's really that's really at the moment as a as an out of work uh, musician with uh, two twin two year olds at home. That's uh, that's just how I the, how I could try to contribute. You know what I mean? Everyone has their different levels. What I will say is the mobilization of people as a whole to me has been incredibly impressive. And I think um, 
I'd like to say it's just because people have had enough, but we've been here plenty of times before. I really truly believe that the perfect storm of putting people to the edge, locking them down, taking away their jobs, pandemic, quarantine, all of that, then having this like spark from the murder of George Floyd happen really you got you got everyone in one spot there's no sports there's no movies there's no fucking concerts there's nothing um there is only the fucking cold hard truth about what's going on right now and plenty of time to focus on it and plenty of time to mobilize against it so uh to be honest with you man i'm just in here with y'all ingesting the information trying to support what i think is right and and I don't even you know what I'm saying I don't even know how I feel about some like disbanding the police and all these things I'm, I'm talking with my friends about it I'm reading articles about it and I'm, I'm I don't know man I don't consider myself to be wise in these uh, conversations so I just try to ingest more information that I'm outputting and support where I can that's really where I'm at and and you know I guess the only other way that I can contribute besides uh, you know those focused efforts is to continue um continue covering fuckery from coast to coast and around the globe uh, because that's what this show is meant to do and there seems to be plenty of fuckery around now uh, especially considering uh, the current climate in the last couple of weeks because um, people have been under duress and people are showing their ass a lot there's a lot of ass showing going on around here um, so uh, before we jump into our normal first segment, uh, let me slaughter some names real quick because we got a few of you guys that came to support the show. I feel like maybe missing a week might have let you guys know you like this show. Let me find out you guys fucking like this show. All right, cool. That was an unintentional side effect. I'm glad you like the show. Uh, want to give a shout out to our monthly supporters, the one and only. Let's see whose n- name I can slaughter this week. Don't forget to hit me up if I fuck your name up for a discount at RecShop.com. All right, here we go. We got Shane Lawson, Christina Valenzuela, Christopher Carab- Carabalsh. Carabalsh. Damn, already I got tripped up. C- Christopher, Christopher. Damn, I can't even say your first name. Christopher Carabal. Carabal. I'm going to say Carab because it's the J got to be silent. Christopher, you fucking me up. Christopher Carab- Carabajal. That's my final answer. Declan Johnson, that's my guy. Lucas Steven. 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 Lucas Steuven. I'm going with Steuven. I know that's, that, that's got to be wrong. Amanda Churchin, Kaylee Carr, Paul Reed, Cat Will, what up? Vinoz Suthokaran, Suthokaran. You didn't tell me if I'm saying it right anyway. Uh, Dylan Shackelford, Samantha Robinson, a.k.a. Sam So Tiny, a.k.a. Restart the motherfucking app. Uh, Gregory Clyde Blue Orsak Ramirez. Damn, Gregory with the long name. Just trying to fuck me up. Let me find out. Gregory Clyde Blue Orsak Ramirez. Uh, hopefully I'm saying, can you imagine if I said it all right except for Orsak and it's really Orsak? But no, nah, I think it's Orsak. We got Michael Lockwood, Gia Saucedo, the one and only, Latasha Mayhew, Robert Rousseau, what up, what up, Sadlock, Casey Robbins, Priscilla Palacios, Randy Caton, uh, Brandon Mullen, uh, Denny Gagne, Gagne, right? Because it means French to win, motherfucker. Austin Chenoweth, Norman, my guy Norm, and Coldy Omer. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting the show. Means a lot. Uh, takes 
it takes a lot to do this show, and um, I don't know if you guys listen, how many other podcasts you listen to, but if you listen to some of these other podcasts, you'll hear them be like, well, this show was recorded at this studio, and the producers is this person and this person, sound editing by this person, and the music was by this person, and really, at the GTFOH universe is just me. I'm the only one here. I'm recording myself, I'm doing the editing, I'm putting in the music, I'm doing the sound effects, I'm doing the graphics, I'm doing the videos, I'm doing everything. It's very time uh, time intensive, labor intensive, and um, and you guys sponsoring the show helps uh, helps alleviate some of that stress. So thank you very much for supporting the show. Uh, I fucking love you guys and I missed you. And really, when you miss somebody and you haven't seen them for a while, even a week, sometimes the best thing to do when you first see them, the first thing before you give them a pound or a hug, is just to look them dead in their eye and say, give me some head. Lines. At 11, pay more at the grocer, but getting less will tell you how to get the most. The fuck are you doing? We need to acknowledge an unfortunate mistake that I made and one of the teases we bring to you before this program. While we were live just after 10 o'clock, I said a word that many people find offensive. I'm truly sorry. It was a mistake on my part, and I sincerely apologize. Hey, 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 hey. I don't know about y'all, but it's been cracking out here in these streets. It's been cracking. And you know, there's only one way that you can get from protest to protest uh the most cracking way the livest way it must be the antifa bus the one and only antifa party bus the anti-fascist party bus is the only party bus i party with when i'm on my way to a good old-fashioned protest um antifa bus is a hoax if you didn't know if you haven't heard about it, well, the Antifa bus hoax is spreading panic through small town America. Actually, I say small town America and then I do the deliverance banjo, but really, this shit happened in Miami. I got a text from a family member that was sharing a uh, an Instagram post that was sharing an Antifa Twitter handle that had posted up some message that was basically saying hey all the antifa squad this is the night we go into the white hoods in miami and take shit that take what's ours and basically like break into houses and take shit and and somebody hit me up like in in a semi-panic and i was like first of all this this twitter doesn't even exist i don't know if they got taken down after posting this tweet or whatever but that shit don't even exist anymore and I don't see it. I don't see it happening. And um, spoiler alert, I was fucking right. It was goddamn. I could just, I don't know. I was like, nah, this smells like a hoax. This is like the misinformation right now that's floating around is the, enough to make you say, get the fuck out of here. Yes, that's exactly why we invented this show for misinformation of this kind. Um, it's mythical buses full of bloodthirsty Antifa protesters that have been causing panic in rural counties throughout the country, even though there is not one scrap of evidence they even exist. Um, the Associated Press cataloged at least five separate rural counties where locals have warranted of imminent attacks, although none of these rumors have been substantiated. Notably, the rumors are often tailored to a specific local region, uh, a hyper-local approach 
approach sometimes used to boost the spread of misinformation on social media platforms. NBC News first reported on the re- the recent surge of Antifa-related misinformation, some of which was promoted by white nationalist groups posing as Antifa accounts. Fake news. But even after the rumors were debunked, they continue to spread on Facebook because Facebook people are stupid as fuck. Often inspiring real-life confrontations and instances of violence. Do you imagine if you got basically goaded like into a panic by a fake like story and then ended up scrapping with somebody like or causing some sort of permanent damage to yourself or someone else over a fake news Antifa bus post? Come on, folks. Come on. We got to do better. Good friend of mine once said we got to do better. Uh, In Forks, Washington, a multiracial family of four was harassed by armed locals who believed they represented an Antifa incursion. Uh, The family had arrived in town on a camping trip, traveling in a full-size school bus. Well, I think we can all agree that that's weird. Who goes goes on a camping trip in a full-size school bus? That's just weird. Can you do that? Is that like some... Can you go to Enterprise and be like, no, no, uh, sorry, we didn't want the Suburban uh, or the full-size sedan. Do you have anything in um, in an old school bus, maybe? Um, that would be cool. A full-size school bus would be great. Uh, that's just weird. So, uh, But still, either way, uh, um, apparently they were just a family of four. They weren't an Antifa party bus. Local police say they were confronted by seven or eight carloads of people who aggressively questioned them about their Antifa connections. When the family attempted to drive off, locals uh, felled uh, felled trees across the roadway to prevent them from escaping, and they were only able to leave after a group of students intervened. Goddamn. Uh, National Lampoon's fucking camping trip? I think so. I don't think um, dad's idea of renting the full-side school bus is going to go down well when they get back home. That's just a guess. Um, in other cases, everyday regular bus charter businesses have been pulled into confusion, treated as presumed troop convoys until proven otherwise. On Wednesday, an Idaho fleet services business was targeted by a minor panic. What up, Spence? That's your peoples. After a debunked rumor claimed incoming agitators were targeting the state. Um, my friend Spencer just recently clued me into the conspiracy theory that Idaho doesn't even exist. Although I find that one hard to believe because I've been there. But uh, apparently some people think it doesn't exist. But some people think the world is flat. So what the fuck do I know? Uh, One local posted a picture of uh, his bus on Facebook as evidence of the Antifa incursion. Claiming this bus was full of them. Goddamn Antifa. If anyone sees a post about my bus, please flag it. The company owner posted on Wednesday. Nolan was driving home from work and someone posted it saying it's full of Antifa. Goddamn. Motherfucker was just, he just wanted to get home from work, folks. That's it. Um, so they have a ton, a ton of these examples. I'm not going to go into each and every one of them because you see the trend, right? Um, all I'm going to say, folks, is can we just, can we just do a little bit of fact checking? The amount of people that are out here regurgitating, um, information that they've read from articles they never finished, videos they never got to the end of, um, snippets that they never bothered to re- read the full context of is just fucking staggering. And I really, you can't even blame humans for real because it's really just natural attention deficit disorder because we're being fucking ransacked with a shitload of information more than we can even fucking process more than we can retain at an alarmingly ridiculously fast rate so what do you expect what do you expect when 
like even the fucking most i mean we all we all ain't bill gates all right we all can't fucking read six books in a week or whatever you know what i mean i'm i definitely can't i i'm having trouble finishing one book in like uh was 30 i'm th- about to be 30 <laughs> about to be 37 now nah, i read a couple books back in the day but for honestly when the computer started taking over my life i i read everything online now i hardly i hardly read books for real um, and even then, like even ebooks and shit, it's it's tough, man. I got attention deficit disorder, um, so I can see where the the temptation to fuck off finding the real information is but now i've been getting militant because i don't like being fucked with in terms of information so i just i question everything they're like so the weather in miami today is gonna be 83 and i'm like hold on a second let me go to the noaa website i need to fucking fact check this shit 83 sounds a fucking sounds like a conspiracy to me um i just don't trust anything on the internet now so i think that's how we should operate for a little while because there's so much bullshit out here that it's just it'd be foolish of us to just take anything even if you google it that don't that's not the end all be all and that doesn't mean that we should just okay you know what i'm saying oh like let's just take it as is you know like uh, nah that's whatever so that's what i'm saying so what all i'm saying is antifa party bus canceled no such thing get the fuck out of here all right, let's take it to Attleboro, Massachusetts, baby. Drunken Attleboro man broke into zoo because he wanted to look at the monkeys. This dude, his mugshot is fucking epic. It's not like a he doesn't look crazy crazy. He just looks very hungover or still drunk and very sweaty and his hair is just like kind of Kramer from Seinfeldish, like it's just all over the place. Um yeah. He uh, broke into the zoo in Massachusetts because uh, he wanted to see the monkeys that live on an island exhibit. His name is Joseph Villa. He's 52 years old. He was arrested. Um, just just note that he wasn't uh, tased or shot or anything like that. But he was arrested around 11 a.m. on Tuesday as he walked along a city street after officers found his wallet at the Capron Park Zoo and reviewed surveillance video from the night before. Oh, so they didn't catch him on sight. Attleboro Detective Lieutenant Timothy Cook confirmed the break-in was said to be discovered by zoo workers arriving for work Tuesday morning. So they realized somebody had been roaming around the next day. Uh, Villa admitted to drinking and breaking into the zoo around 7 p.m. on Monday. He told the officers when he was asked what he wanted to accomplish, he said, I was drunk and I wanted to go look at the monkeys. This is this is some stories that makes me realize that even at my drunkest in my life, I've never had a real problem like this. Never not a once where you're like, damn, what did Wreck do? Oh, he broke into the fucking Miami Metro Day Zoo. And why? Oh, because he wanted to see the salamanders. Like, no, I've never done no drunk shit like that. I've, I've thrown up on myself and thrown up in my bunk on the tour bus. I've, I've, I've had some drunken nights, but I didn't break and enter into anything that I can remember. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. That just makes me feel better about myself. But all right, cool. Let's keep it moving. Uh, The zoo is not actually home to any monkeys, even. Uh, What lives on that island is black and white roughed lemurs. Uh, All the lemurs are prosimians, which means almost monkeys, uh, according to the zoo's website. They're relatives of the earliest examples of primates left in the world. At one point, I don't think really this Mr. Villa guy gave a fuck via... Joseph Via, I'm going Via. At one point during the break-in, Via boarded a small boat and started to paddle out to the island. Damn, holy shit! This could have ended really bad for him if he wanted to see like the gorillas, you know what I'm saying, or the fucking or lions or some shit. 
Uh, Via later jumped out of the boat after getting stuck and swam to shore. Damn, this guy never watched Jurassic Park. Holy shit. And this was at night? He got out in the middle of this shit and swam. Like, you don't know. Like, what? What? Man. Well, I want to know what he was drinking. That's what I want to know. Um, then when he got to shore, he allegedly dumped his wet clothes. So that means that he, <clears throat> that means he left the park butt ass naked. Goddamn. Um, they don't say that here, but I'm just assuming if he dumped his clothes, then that means he wasn't wearing no fucking clothes, right? Um, they end the article by letting us know that no animals were harmed and no damage was reported and nobody was fucking brutalized by the police. Um, I, I'm just gonna, I'll post this, I'll post the, the, uh, the mugshot later, but you can guess, you can guess what he looks like. All right, let's move it on. Get the fuck out of here. All right. This story got sent to me by a wrecking crew affiliate. Um, you know, I got my wrecking crew, my good people, my people, my people, um, Circle Pit Mike sent me this, so shout out to Circle Pit Mike. Um, We're going to Syracuse, New York for this one. Uh, The headline, which is pretty interesting, reads, Man rammed car into smoke shop, stole whippets, got high, fought EMT who tried to help. That's the whole headline right there. Boom. Maddie Dale, New York. Yo, man, see you over Maddie Dale. Hey, go fuck your mother. A Syracuse man rammed his car into a smoke shop. His aim was to steal nitrous oxide cartridges. He got high as fuck. I added the fuck part in. And then tried to choke an emergency medical technician who came to rescue him. Wow. All right. His name is Andrew Cannell. What do you think age-wise? You think 18 to 28? Or do you think 28 to 38? Or 38 to 48? A, B, or C? Doom, 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 doom. If you said 28 to 38, you were right. He's 30 years old. 30 years old, and he has a fucking problem. He now flaces. Uh, he flaces. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 18. Go ahead and take a shot. Yeah. All right. He faces a slew of charges in the Monday morning saga, including felony assault and burglary. The drama began when Cannell rammed his car into the front doors of Zonin Limited Smoke Shop, uh, according to the Onondaga, Onondaga County Sheriff's Sergeant John Sieber. After bursting into the business, Cannell stole nitrous oxide cartridges, also known as whippets, which were created for whipped cream dispensers. Has anybody out there done whippets? I did it once as a teenager and never did it again. It was like kind of cool, but it was like, I couldn't do this regularly or even semi-regular. I don't think I ever want to do this again. I'm never doing this again. And I never did it again, but I did it one time. Uh, yeah, I can't see like breaking into a like, damn. I mean, if it was like MDMA or something, I, maybe I'd be like, all right, I'll break in because I want to feel, feel amazing. But like, I'm going to break into a store to do whippets. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, after he got the whippets. Break, broke in the store and got the whippets. He drove down East Malloy Road to the Maddie Dale Fire Department. Maddie Dale, located at 172 East Malloy Road. It's unclear if he inhaled the nitrous gas before or after arriving at the fire station. Now, I'm going to go with before 
because after he got there, he crashed the Mazda 6 sedan he was driving into the motherfucking building. We in the house. When an EMT who had just arrived at the station responded, Canel was in an unconscious stupor behind the wheel. The EMT tried to get Canel to wake up and check to see if he was injured. Canel did not immediately come to, but after several minutes, he woke up and immediately started fighting the EMT. God damn. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and uh, assume that there's no way he was just on whippets because I couldn't have choked or punched anyone uh, coming out of my first time trying whippets, my first and only time. Um, so I don't know what the fuck this guy was on. But at one point, Canel choked the EMT. Uh, 911 dispatchers received an emergency distress call from the EMT's portable radio and immediately sent sheriff's deputies. Um, another spoiler alert, uh, doesn't say anything about this dude getting fucked up or tased or shot or choked or nothing. So I don't know. I don't know what that means, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm looking for it now. I'm just looking for it now because of everything that's going on. Um, deputies arrived at the fire station around 7.09 a.m. and arrested Canal. The 22-year-old EMT suffered a neck injury and cuts and was taken to St. Joseph's Hospital Health Center for treatment. Canal complained of chest pain, yeah, you think, and was also taken to St. Joseph's. And Canell was charged with second-degree assault, first-degree criminal tampering, third-degree burglary, second-degree criminal mischief, which are all felonies, as well as criminal obstruction of breathing or blood circulation and petite larceny. Is that how you say that? Petite? That's a weird... He said it was the wee-wee. It was a petite larceny, uh, which are both misdemeanors. He's being held in Onondaga Dagabaga Hakata County Justice Center pending virtual arraignment this afternoon. Damn. Like that about a bitch. You get, you know, you you do you pull off the ill caper, you get charged with all these all these things, and then you you can't even get a real arraignment. You have to get a Zoom call arraignment. That's unfortunate. Um there you have it, folks. 30 years old, super bright future ahead of him. I know uh man, they say, you know, everybody can have a second chance. I'm guessing this is definitely where he were way past his second chance. Uh, and choked out an EMT and somehow remained unharmed. Just had some little light chest pains at the end of the whole experience. Get the fuck out of here! here. All right, this one is uh, pretty, uh, man. It's either the perfect time for this story to come out or the worst time for this story to come out, or just a bit of both. I don't really know how to chop this one down. Uh, but there are growing calls to expel Penn State University student over a, po a picture that this girl posted of her and her friends uh, posing with swastikas uh, markered onto the back of their shoulders like tattoos. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even got no jokes for this one. More than 30,000 people have signed a petition urging Penn State University to expel a student after she posted a photograph on Twitter displaying hand-drawn swastika on her shoulder. The photo was posted on Monday and showed the student named in the petition as Rian, Ryan, Ryan, Rian, Rian Milligan with two unidentified friends, probably both named Karen, one of whom also wore a swastika looking over their shoulders and smiling at the camera. Literally, this picture is weird as fuck. Um, <clears throat> it's just three white girls, like, looking over their shoulders like they're posing for, like, little modeling pictures with swastikas on their fucking shoulders. Um, photo was posted on Monday, showed the student named in the petition uh, with her friends, like we said. Penn State authorities swiftly responded to the image and said the contact had been made with Milligan. 
And they quote, the reported anti-Semitic post is deeply disturbing and sickening. Penn State wrote on Twitter, the university is contacting the individual alleged to be involved. We will continue to speak out against hatred and intolerance. Yeah, we'll see. Signatories to the petition insisted that the university needed to take to tougher action against the student and who was said to be pursuing a degree in rehabilitation and human services. Hit me, please. Get the fuck out of here. Rehabilitation and human services. Bitch, you got a swastika tattooed on your fucking shoulder. You're markered, permanent marker on your shoulder and you're posing in the kitchen like a fucking pata sucia. Sheesh kebab. Um... Allowing her to remain a student of Penn State is a disservice to all Jewish people living or dead is what the petition states. It sends the message that anti-Semitic actions and ideals are accepted by the university and that Penn State doesn't care about protecting its Jewish students as well as other oppressed and underrepresented minorities. I just don't... I have no comprehension on how to connect the dots on why these dumbass bitches were in their kitchen posing for a picture with swastikas on their fucking shoulders. I don't get it. Fuck, I don't understand. What is... And this is not like... This is not some... You know what I'm saying? This is not some bitch with nothing better to do. She's studying to be a fucking rehabilitation human services fucking person. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. This one I got nothing for. All I can... I'd just like to once again stamp it and let these dumbass Hitler-esque bitches know. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well... I did my best to try and uh, balance the scales a little bit to, you know, kind of catch the vibe of what's going on out here still uh, without hammering you guys with it either. You know how I do. Um, the same as our pandemic situation we've been in for weeks now. I'm trying not to be the the fucking monotonous voice that comes over after you've been hammered all day um, and hit you with more of the same. So I'm trying to I try to mix it up a little bit and found a couple of stories on both sides of uh, the current uh, situations. So, um, I, I'm feeling good. I, I hope you guys are feeling decent as well. Uh, I think, um, yeah, considering the fact that we're even still here with our heads screwed on straight is saying a lot. Um, well, since we're back and, uh, phase two reopening just started uh, around here, uh, I guess that means that, um, it's gotta, this week's gotta be a gimme for real, right? Like it should be just like a low key, I, I shouldn't even have to do the segment, and it's funny. It's already like, goddamn. Uh, but you already know we got to do it. We got to take a trip. Take a trip to a magic place, the one and only Florida. Okay, so I think you should use this idea for your Florida, Florida segment and get the out, out of here. So I came up with get on the Florida, because when the cops come arrest you with their handcuffs, they're like, Get on the floor so that they can put the handcuffs on. And since it's about Florida and all the crazy stuff that happens there, which is usually involved with the cops, so get on the floor, duh, is Florida. And also, get on Florida. I mean, get on the floor. So I think you should use it because I'm smart. Get on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Florida. A Florida. Come on, Miami Dade. Florida. Florida, bitch. Come on. Yeah. Um, all right, first and foremost, Florida. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I hope you got your fucking mojitos and you're ready to rock with us. We are here in the one and only. I need to do some t-shirts for this motherfucking Get on the Florida, all right? Um, I really need to discover how we should spell Get on the Florida, though, going forward. I'm going to put up a poll on social media. Help me out if you can, because 
I was initially spelling it get on the Florida. Basically, get on the floor altogether. And then an IDA. And then, you know, so it's just got an extra O in Florida. Uh, but somebody else wrote it, get on the Florida, D-U-H. And I was like, well, that's funny too. But is that like overkill? So I really want to know if I should keep just like the floor part of Florida and then just the regular D-A. Or do y'all think it's funnier with D-U-H? I want to know what y'all think. Um, I'm going to put up a poll day after this episode comes up so we can figure it out because i need to do i need to get on the floor at a t-shirt in my life even if i just make one for me i just need it and i want to know what spelling to commit to because i'm i'm conflicted with the spelling of that shit anyway opening up in florida um the first headline that hit me right in my face was coronavirus curve rises in florida well no fucking shit over a thousand new infections have been reported every day in florida since tuesday which is the longest sustained increase in the state since early april that's according to the state health department tracker and a new york times analysis um florida enters its second phase of reopening friday which does not place a limit on how many customers can be in stores or gyms and allows bars to serve half as many guests as they normally would social distancing is of course encouraged at all businesses um the state's second reopening phase excludes Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties, which are all reporting the most coronavirus infections in the state. 41 new deaths reported Thursday, with 53 additional fatalities Friday, and a slight drop as of Saturday with 28 deaths. Um, Governor Ron DeSantis told reporters Wednesday he had volunteered several cities to be potential sites for the Republican National Convention, because why not? Fuck it, bring them down. Including Jacksonville, Orlando, and doom, 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 Miami. Can't wait. RNC, baby, let's go. Yes, 2020. Let's keep it fucking going. Let's just, let's just ram this motherfucker right into the ground, right up until Christmas, New Year's. Let, like Armageddon all the way until fucking New Year's, all right? Um, the governor indicated that if the conventions held in Florida, face masks and testing would be offered depending on how widespread the virus is at that time. Fuck you. Get on the floor. <laughs> uh, the RNC is considering several cities across the South and some belt for its convention, including Jacksonville, Phoenix, Dallas, Nashville, Atlanta. I know this is part of our no policies thing, but what did I tell you at the beginning? I just, there's a lot of shit going on right now, and I may cross the streams, okay? Sorry and shit. But anyways, to open up Florida, coronavirus curve up, fucking hit me one time, because it's been a while. The world is fucked. Why bother? The world is fucked. Why bother? All right. Um, you know the saying, give us your poor, give us your hungry, you know, the old American epitaph of, you know, hey, anybody, come on in, this is the land of the free, the home of the brave. Well, Florida has remixed that to give us your shitty cops. Um, Florida police organization offers to hire cops who have been fired or resigned over police misconduct. So fucking tight. As if we don't have enough problems going on, uh, now let's just import shitty cops. That's a good, that's a fucking great idea. I fucking love that idea. Damn, why didn't I think of that shit? Uh, the, of course, the cries for police reform grow louder across the nation. Some police departments are holding their officers accountable, firing or suspending those accused of excessive force during recent protests. But one Florida police organization has said it will rehire those very officers accused of misconduct. And of course, that offer is prompting outrage. On Saturday, the Brevard County chapter of the Fraternal Order of Police posted a message on Facebook addressed to the Buffalo 57 and the Atlanta 6 saying that it was hiring. Uh, 
the Buffalo 57 and the Atlanta 6. Uh, of course, those that's 57 police officers that uh, resigned in Buffalo uh, because of the old older gentleman that got pushed over. And then the Atlanta 6 refers to six Atlanta police officers who were booked uh, five on felony charges after being accused of using excessive force on two black college students who were leaving a protest in their car. Um, they broke the windows out. They pulled the female out of the car. That video's fucked up. Um, so the Brevard County Fraternal Order Police uh, put in their post, lower taxes, no spineless leadership or dumb mayors rambling on at press conferences. Plus, we got your back. God damn. In another Facebook post made on Sunday, the organization made the same offer to the Minneapolis police who are currently facing calls to be defunded and dismantled after four of its officers were charged for their involvement in George Floyd's death. Um, uh, the, the post also reads, Minneapolis officers, we will not disband our agencies or give in. We are hiring in Florida. Yeah, Florida. <laughs> Leave it to fucking Florida. God damn. Um, so Brevard County is, uh, it makes up uh, Titusville, like Cocoa Beach, uh, Palm Bay. Uh, it's east of Orlando on the coast. Um, and apparently they don't give a flying fuck. Um, of course, the two posts garnered hundreds of angry comments, with many saying that the posts just proved why the police need to be defunded. Uh, both posts have since been, spoiler alert, Deleted, deleted post. And the Brevard County FOP did not return CNN's request for comments. Oh, you fucking deleted your posts, you little pussies. Um, but in comments to Florida Today, the Brevard County FOP president, Burt Gaiman, uh, claimed responsibility for the post regarding the Buffalo and Atlanta police officers and even defended them. Well, if you defended them, why the fuck did you delete the post then? The police had the legal authority in both cases, Gaiman said in an email to Florida Today. At the same time, the warnings were provided. The citizens were already breaking the law. Those citizens chose to disregard the warnings. It led directly to escalations and confrontations with the police. Blah, blah, fucking blah. Um, the Fraternal Order of Police, which is the nation's largest organization of law enforcement officers with more than 330,000 members, did not return CNN's request for comment because they don't want to talk about what the real shit is. Um, that's just my guess. And I'm pretty sure I'm right. Get on the floor. <laughs> oh, man. I think uh, maybe it was in the first four or five episodes of this uh, wonderful show that we've started here. Uh, there was a story about a young gentleman assaulting somebody with a hamburger from McDonald's or a McChicken sandwich or something. And I got another story that kind of fits in right with that. And of course, it's in Florida because why the fuck not? Uh, um, Florida woman has been arrested for hamburger battery as state begins returning to normal. <laughs> now that headline is not meant to be funny, but it is funny because the, so are you trying to infer that the state returning to normal is a woman being arrested for hamburger battery? Let me just read that again. Florida woman arrested for hamburger battery as state begins returning to normal. <laughs> like what? Hold on a second. How, am I reading that shit right? Um, I'm going to read you what they said about this shit. Even in a country rolled by mayhem and disease, a Floridian will still find the time to assault someone with a hamburger. This is what the article says. According to police, Tanya Cordero, um, 47 years old, was arrested Monday evening following a confrontation with her boyfriend in a Largo mobile home owned by the man's mother. Cordero and the 39-year-old victim have four children in common. Goddamn. How do you have four children? 
That's that's hard work. I shot. I know I got friends with four and five kids. That's hard work. And maybe that's the reason why she's assaulting her man with a hamburger. Because I got two kids, and sometimes I've wanted to slap myself in the face with a chicken sandwich or whatever. And I just, you know, you have to persevere. It's tough. It's hard work out here. Uh, so they have four children in common. Uh, though a grandma has full custody of the couple's kids. Oh, surprise, surprise. The confrontation between Cordero and her boyfriend was reportedly touched off when Cordero, seen at right, they got her uh, beautiful mugshot there, became upset when the man closed a window in her room. I don't like people playing with my windows. So investigations allege that Cordero smashed a hamburger in his face. When questioned by police, Cordero denied doing so, but her boyfriend still had hamburger in his ear upon the cop's arrival. So tight. Oh, man, he's like, I got the evidence right here, hamburger. Help a motherfucker's right in my ear. Uh, he made a comment that she hoped, oh, she made a comment uh, that he, she hoped he choked on the burger. Charged with domestic battery, a misdemeanor, Cordero was later released from the county jail on her own reconnaissance. A judge has ordered to have no, uh, or ordered her to have no contact with the victim. Um, her rap sheet is pretty impressive. It includes convictions for theft, narcotics possession, and providing a false name to police. In January, she was in, convicted of battering her boyfriend during an October 2019 argument about one of their children's Halloween costume. Damn, this bitch is savage! She served three months in jail on the battery conviction. We need to find out this dude's name and start a GoFundMe for this motherfucker because he is being abused. All right? Nobody ever wants to stand up for the dude who's being abused, all right? Obviously, I know it's 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 the less uh it's the less uh, what is it? It's a less frequent occurrence, obviously, but goddamn, poor Mr. Cordero's getting hamburger slammed in his ear and fucking and then he got he's getting you know what I'm saying? He's getting beat up over a Halloween costume. Um man. Shout out to Mr. Cordero though. That's rough. That's rough work right there. Uh, man. All right. Well, we have some new Florida stories for you, a couple more, but, um, I have to segment them off a separate kind of way. And there's only one way I asked for some help a few weeks ago and my homie Priscilla Palacios came through, um, set it off for us one time. Florida All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Fuck it. Florida man, let's go. Thank you, Priscilla. Appreciate that. Um, Fuck it, let's set it off. We got a new little theme intro. I'm excited. Let's start it off with the only way we can start it off. Florida man doing his Florida man thing. Nude man allegedly spent entire day destroying Florida school. Aw, yeah. A naked man broke into a locked Florida high school apparently to trash the building, causing $100,000 worth of damage during a 22-hour vandalism spree. Man, that's the longest. He probably, that's all his, that's probably longer than he was in high school the whole combined time. Um, the mayhem began inside the Miramar High School just before 8 a.m. on Memorial Day. I got me some Memorial Day plans, baby. Oh, what you gonna do? Barbecue? You gonna do? You guys gonna go to Top Golf? No, man. I'm gonna get naked and then just vandalize the fuck out of my old high school. I'm just assuming he went there because if he didn't go there, that's just random, super random. Um, so the man busted in 8 a.m. Memorial Day. He he wanted to get an early start, and he spent 
the entire day wrecking havoc on this fucking high school. The police put out a tweet saying, if you identify him, you can be eligible for a reward of up to $3,000. This is our chance, GTFOH Nation. We got to do this. We got to step up. Identify this motherfucker. All right. I know snitching ain't cool, but right now, three racks? Come on. Shit. We got, I think I got about 500 to 700 listeners per week. Uh, let me do the math on that. If we split that, <laughs> if we split that. Uh, we split three thousand dollars divided by let's just say to be generous five fifty of us hey that's five dollars and 45 cents a head baby are you ready let's go with 545 and get you a little happy meal all right uh so we can do this i'll put up the image and if you know this motherfucker uh in florida florida man florida man we can get him Surveillance footage from inside the public school, which is closed due to the ongoing coronavirus, showed the man still at the building at 6 a.m. Still at the building. Oh, he was at 6 a.m. the next morning. The suspect, who appears to be wearing headphones, and only headphones, in a photo released by police, broke computers inside the school. He put graffiti on the walls and flooded sections of the building. The damage is estimated at a hundred thousand dollars it's unclear if the suspect has any connection with the school but come on bruh my inner sherlock holmes is telling me he's alumni investigators are looking into whether he's a former student but have been unable to confirm that as of yet um that's it Uh, that's all they got that's all they got on this motherfucker damn uh Looks like he has a hat on, like a big old like Russian hat or something. Uh, I don't like. I, I don't know what the name of those hats are, but them big tall Russian hats. He looks like he got a big ass hat on. I don't know what the fuck is on his head. And then he's got headphones, and he's looking right up at the camera, like he knows it's there. He's like posing almost. And then I guess it looks like he has a shirt on in this picture. So this must be when he's entering. And then he decided to get naked and just get busy. Damn. Florida man, Florida man. Wow, that's a way to kick it off. I don't know if we're gonna be able to. I don't know if we're gonna be able to do better than that one. That's Florida man as fuck. Um, a Sanford man was arrested this week after officers said he tagged the Sanford Police Department in a Facebook post where he threatened to blow up the police station. Florida man, Florida man. According to an arrest affidavit, Deravius, 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 Talivier. Damn, he's probably just mad you can't pronounce his fucking name. 20 years old, my man DT. He tagged the department in a Facebook post on Tuesday that said in part, I'll kill all y'all and blow up the station. Deravius, Deravius. This is not the way for us to protest. This is not constructive. Uh, And it's going to get you in trouble. Actually, scratch that. It already got you in trouble. Uh, In another post, officer said that Toliver, my man DT, he also wrote that he would turn the department into, quote, sweet as cheese, motherfuckers. Uh, Toliver, Toliver is charged with writing or sending a threat to kill or injure as well as threatening to bomb or discharge a destructive device. He was mad as fuck. He looked kind of like he's got a smirk on his face for the uh, mugshot, though. Um, Florida man strikes again. Number two. Florida man. Florida man. Get on the floor. <laughs> All right. And um, let's go to the, you know what I'm saying? The upper, the upscale. Most of the time probably dodges trouble and has the audacity white man uh, to ask for his job back after said fuckery. 
let's go to Brooksville for our last Florida man story. Former Hernando commissioner charged with running a brothel files to run for his old seat. All right, let's get it. Nick Nicholson. He resigned in 2018. Then he took a plea deal on prostitution-related charges. Now he wants his old job back. Of course he does. Why not? Two years ago, Nick Nicholson made national headlines when he was the then Hernando County Commissioner, and he was charged with giving room and board to prostitutes in exchange for sex and running a brothel out of his Spring Hill home. (laughs) After the 2018 arrest, Nicholson, uh, who is a Republican, by the way, not that that means anything, was blasted by the local Republican leadership. Uh, He was suspended by the governor and resigned his seat. As a first-time offender facing misdemeanor charges, he ended up taking a plea deal and paid a fine of just... $729. Now, after that death-defying $729 fine, uh, he has the audacity to want his fucking job back. He filed paperwork early Monday, the start of official qualifying for local political offices to run again for the District 1 commission seat in a crowded field with three other Republicans who have also pre-qualified. There's one Democrat who also filed Monday running for the seat and formal qualifying for office ends at noon on Friday. In a prepared statement, we've prepared a statement, Nicholson said he was looking forward to getting back to the job he did for six years, which were six of the happiest years of his life. Of course they were happy. You were running a brothel out of your fucking house. The fuck out of here. He noted that he was always the voice of citizens rather than the establishment. (laughs) He mentions that there had been personal problems which have since been resolved. Personal problems. And that he had previously chose to resign so as not to distract from doing my job as county commissioner. During the 2018 controversy, Nicholson made headlines as the lurid details of his relationships with women he met at local strip clubs grew into forays involving drugs and sex that came to the attention of law enforcement, but we're just going to call them personal problems. (laughs) Those details were included in pages of investigative reports, photos, auto recordings, uh, and even cell phone videos that Nicholson had of himself with one of the women. Mmm, sex tape. One of the two women living in his rented home said he made her his quote-unquote sex slave. An audio recording she made of a phone conversation Nicholson had with a fellow Hernando commissioner released during the investigation revealed inside details of the factions within the commission. The criminal charges weren't the first time, of course, that Nicholson's relationship with strippers made the news. In 2012, just before he won his first term, Nicholson had been investigated by the Florida Department of Law Enforcement for a relationship with another stripper in which a child in the woman's care was seriously sickened by ingesting a piece of her crack cocaine. Goddamn, goddamn. <laughs> Motherfucker. Nicholson was not charged in that case, which didn't come to light until 2015. He apologized then for poor judgment, but would not bow to pressure to resign his seat. Then he won re-election for a second term in 2016. Get the fuck out of here! The Hernando County Republican Executive Committee will not support him for his new run for the seat, said Jeff Holcomb, who's chairman of the committee and a sitting Hernando County commissioner. Holcomb had called for Nicholson's resignation before, and he said his pattern of behavior did not make him a good representative for the people. I think the voters of Hernando County deserve better, Holcomb said. You think? Everybody say it with me now. God damn, Florida. You just... You just keep on giving me the good stuff, baby. I love it. I fucking love it. Um, all right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed your trip back to Florida. I know I um, I'm, I know you were thirsty for it. 
seeing as we didn't get to take a trip last week. Uh, so welcome back. It's been real. It's been great to have you. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's see what we got here on our newest uh, recurring segment, the one and only My Two Spents. You'll recognize it's uh, Spencer here, the biggest fan I've seen every single episode of the podcast. Hey, you recognize Spencer here, a longtime caller, I've been calling him for years. My two spins. It's my two spins. My two spins. Oh, you got an opinion? Oh, you can't have it, because it's my two spins. Yeah. Hey Rex, so once again I opened it up to suggestions for this week and my favorite one, I, I got some good ones, but you know, people want me to get off on some political stuff and I just, you know, with what's going on this week, I, I don't know if it's best to get into it. Um, so I'm just going to keep it light and go with a, a little bit of a simple one for this week. Um, someone wanted to know what I thought the best artist feature on a Mayday track was. Um, so I thought about it, dug around a little bit, um, and I decided on Stitch um, on Know It. Um, and yeah, I just, I think, I think... He added to the track in a way that I don't think anyone else would have been able to, right? I just think his voice was perfect for it. Um, my understanding is that he wrote the hook and all that too. Um, and yeah, I just, I think that that might be the best uh, Mayday feature. I think I know what yours is and I'm, I'm assuming it's Black Thought. But uh, yeah, let me know what you think about about Know It and uh, what, your, what your best feature is. Thank you, Spence. Appreciate that. Welcome back. Um, so yeah, uh, best Mayday feature. That's hard to pin down for real. Um, that is a tricky, tricky one. Um, now, when you say best, I'm assuming that you mean like which one I think like complemented the track the best. Um, now, Black Dot would be one of my favorites because he's just one of my favorite artists. He's one of my favorite MCs of all time. So, and you know, even just his eight bar drop in on the TNT remix was just like epic to me just to have him on a verse with us and to trade bars with him is just like mind blowing for me. So it's a personal favorite. Um, as far as like an artist, I think that complimented the track and really like bodied it, um, excluding, you know, obviously like our strange music family, um, obviously when tech gave us that badlands verse, that to me was like an epic, like to me, that verse is still one of tech's most epic verses. I just love that verse. Um, but I think if I had to off the top of my head, um, the unplug verse that Cardinal Official gave us, Cardinal Official gave us, he killed it. And he like really nailed it to the track. And he did a really good job considering that he was like, yo, just so you guys know, man, on the hook, you guys are like talking about, you know, all these drugs that you love or whatever. And I'm, I'm straight edge. I don't do any drugs, you know. And, and we were like, yo, it's cool. You don't have to. Nah, it's not about that. It's just about unplugging from, you know, from the world around us. And then he was like, all right, cool. And then he came with that verse. And I just love that verse, man. It's very well done. Um, but. It's so hard to pick a favorite because I haven't listed it out ever yet, but we've talked about it a few times. But if you look at the number of features that Mayday has had on our records, um, and then if you add in Burns solo stuff and my solo stuff, it's a pretty fucking impressive list, man. We've worked with a lot of people, man, over the years, and we've had a lot of 
epic artists on our fucking tracks so it's incredibly difficult to pick a favorite um whether it be favorite artist or favorite contribution to the track it's so hard man we have so many dope features from mixtape stuff um we've done that graph we've had graph we'd have m1 from dead prez razkaz dice raw from the roots black dot from the roots um fucking obviously all our strange music family um del CeeLo, devin the dude uh man it's just like there's so many man it's crazy uh freeway stat quo uh feral manch um man it's just it's I, it's mind-blowing to me so when we try to think you know think back on how many features we've done um and how many like amazing artists we've been blessed with david banner k- killed it for us i love that david banner verse on give him a song there's just a lot man so it's it would be impossible for me to even pick one uh but a highlight for me definitely was the unplugged verse cardinal i gotta give it to him he killed it on that one uh so thank you spence appreciate that thanks for keeping it light for us in these dark dark times um all right i got two requests for the same breakdown this week which i thought was crazy there's a few other tracks you guys hit me with which are really good and i do really want to get to but for this week's breakdown we had two callers i'm gonna play them both and then we're gonna break it down because shit what are the odds you guys called and asked for the same double track uh all right let me play them real quick what up, Rex? This is Randy, and I have a track that I would like to get broke down on this week's GTFOH. Off your Soria Skeptics album, uh, you got the last song called Sunspots. Now, this is a twofer. It's a little bonus for me, because it's actually two songs, Sunspots and Fugitive. And I really enjoy them both. And I was just wondering what was your inspiration behind both of them and the story behind that. Uh, thanks for breaking it down. And what up to the Wrecking Crew? Love you guys. Yo, Wreck, it's Denny here. Last time you guys were in Vancouver, you played One Foot in the Grave. I had never heard that before. Some fan I am, right? Anyways, I looked it up and found Soiree for Skeptics, which is a fantastic album, by the way. I have a question. You said previously that tracks over a certain length require different royalties. Sunspot track length is like 12 minutes and 32 seconds. So how does that one work? Uh, it was a while before I even discovered the hidden track at the end too. So I would love to hear a song breakdown on Sunspots and its hidden track. Loved your Spotify answer. And I was hoping that they gave you the user that streamed you the most stat. But it sounds like that one's in development. Also want to thank you for making Fridays great again. Loving the podcast and uh, keep it up. Love it. Peace out. Doo-doo, doo-doo. 
I am man trapped here on this evil earth Paratrooper packing parasites that heed your birth Unnaturally natural at capturing animals And storing way more than a season's worth Stock up flesh to fester on uneven stoves Adapt to the landscapes, run, read, and row Crush, kill, destroy, enemies bleed below Spinning on a lost axis that don't seem well controlled Blow for blow, we in a world of lost souls Where the compass is a crook that craves the curb to crossroads So by the time we speak, our levels meet a notch low And they con us into cramped cubicles and condos crafty little devil i got medals on hold trying to redeem the dream that my ancestors stole you told me reach for the sky don't stress gold so i set up solid ground when the water you can't gets hide cold. from the sun shine shine you can't hide from the sun shine shine you can't hide from the sun shine shine you can't hide from the sun Yeah, that one takes me back. So Randy and Denny, thank you for that one. Um, that's the first verse of Sunspots, which is the last track on a soiree for skeptics. And Denny, to address your question about the royalty structure thing, um, I I put that album out myself. I put it out under my own imprint, if you will. I mean, I didn't really have a label incorporated or anything. I just distributed it through TuneCore. So I don't really technically i owe myself royalties i guess from that shit I, I guess i don't really know how that works but nobody you know what i'm saying nobody's cutting me a check because i'm making the money on that music so uh you know the royalty thing doesn't really isn't really an issue there because i own the music i could do whatever the fuck i want with it technically you know so the 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 length of the song comes into play when it's somebody else that is paying for it it's on them whether or not they want to make that investment to pay for the extra royalty on that track which they're legally required to pay you but if i i'm not paying myself that royalty it's not like i'm gonna sue myself you know what i'm saying like i'm making whatever money that music makes um whatever little money that comes from those songs because it's their older material and um you know whatever it is i i make it because i am the label you know on that one so so yeah that, that that's when i have the freedom when you do your own stuff like that you have the freedom to say oh, yeah, i am gonna make this track 12 minutes long or put two songs on one track it doesn't you know i don't know what kind of legal stuff can come up from that but for me it just seems pretty it's just like I, it was mine i put it up and that's how it is boom you know uh but when you know when you have a big label or a company and agreements and contracts between artists and labels shit gets crazy so uh that's why there's you know different rules for different situations um but yeah, that's the last track off A Soiree for Skeptics. And A Soiree for Skeptics, for those who don't know, was technically my first official uh, solo album after my Southbeat project got shelved. And um, we were about to put out Stuck on an Island with Mayday, and I was desperate to put out a solo album. I'd been waiting for fucking a few years through my last record deal, and shit wasn't going the way it was supposed to. And I was like, you know what? I'm putting this album out regardless. I have to do it. Stuck on an Island is right around the corner. And once that comes out, I know we're going to be on the Mayday train fully. I need to like stick my ground and tell these guys, yo, I love you guys, but let me put this album out before we like head out on this Mayday adventure. And I'm really glad in retrospect that I did because... When Stuck on an Island dropped, it wasn't much longer after that. We 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 were running the fuck out that album. We were doing many shows. We were busy as fuck. And then though like though all those things we did, those moves we made after Stuck on an Island is what led us to Strange Music. And then it was a wrap from there. Strange Music, we were going. So if I wouldn't have stood my ground to put Soiree out, 
there's a good chance Suarez would have never come out. Or yeah, I don't know. And um, yeah, I, I one foot on the grave, uh, one foot in the grave is one of still one of my most popular solo songs. It's one of my most streamed videos on my YouTube channel. Um, it's definitely a gem, and I didn't perform it forever. And then when I went on a solo run um, with One Ton from Potluck, I was like, you know what? I need to throw this in because people have been asking me for it for a long time. And I threw it in um, and it was a lot of fun to do, man. It was a lot of fun. I like doing it live. It's got a good vibe. Um, and then what happened was with Fugitive, um, let me play you. Let me buy, play you guys a clip of this uh, hidden version of Fugitive um, at the end of the album. If the phone don't ring and the line goes cold I really need you to know you gotta let it go Just let it go, go. They can lock me up till my faith grows up But they'll never take away my soul unless I let it go I won't let it go in the city for years, thought that I had persevered Snap once and they labeled me a murderer I should have woke you up this morning just to tell you that I love you But I didn't really feel like disturbing you I saw the city go from golden to Gotham Wholesome to rotten, rock bottom, South Beach to Serbia Now they'll convict me with murder, huh? A jury of my so-called peers, I can't believe the fucking nerve of you I've seen the gas price go ozone Fast life and slow loans were burning down my lavish old folks' home Now I'm choking on the bone that they've thrown Cause I can't choose the fat full of hormones and war songs I should have let loose from time to time Deep breaths and low tones To beat the stress embedded in my soul's home Instead I cracked up in cold stone Jail bars with no dough Praying to a god I'm sure I don't know If the phone don't ring and the line goes cold I really need you to know You gotta let it go Just let it go they can lock me up till my faith grows up But they'll never take away my soul unless I let it go I won't let it go Fugitive, that I call that one the witness protection mix Which, what are the differences there? Um, I, I, I had a version of Fugitive before I locked down on the album version That had no drums on it And I liked it, but it wasn't... Um, it wasn't the original and it was just kind of an option and i think later on maybe after i had like locked the original version down plex gave me some guitars and i was like damn i don't know if it's gonna fit with you know i think i think plex might have been the one to take the drums off if i'm not mistaken because i think he was like yo let me mess with this and i was like cool whatever whatever you want to do let me know and he took sharp sounds uh beat and he took the drums off and then he played guitar that all that guitar that's been added. So the differences between the original and that witness protection mix is um, the drums are gone and then the guitar is added. Uh, Plex's guitar is added, which is not on the original track. And then just to make it because I liked that version so much, but I didn't want to just release a whole different mix that was only those two changes. So instead, 
vocally, I wanted to change something, so I took Miyagi's lead down off the hook and I put my own hook because on the original it's Miyagi, aka Snape Nair, aka Ryan Evans, uh, my brother on the hook, and uh, I wanted to I just mix it up, so I sung the hook, took the lead. His backups are still there, um, hit the black grounds as he calls them, but uh, but my lead is the one that's leading in the in that mix, and then. I didn't really want to make it its own track. Um, it was just kind of like a bonus track for the album. So, and I also had a real hard on for hidden tracks. Then I still do, but um, we just haven't really. We don't get the clearance to do them. Uh, Strangers Music doesn't do hidden tracks on their projects that I know of. Um, so we haven't done them since we signed to Strange. But I always thought hidden tracks were fun. I just like I just like the concept of them. I thought it was cool that you had to go digging for it. You had to search for it. Um, some people never heard it because they just rushed after the last song finished they just skipped to the next thing so I always like knowing that the kind of people that like caught it either fell asleep with the album on or something as a lot of people told me they did with Fugitive when that uh, you know six minutes of silence goes by and then all of a sudden like a police scanner turns on uh, people told me that like that it's fucking scared them and shit like they they didn't realize that music was coming back on um, so I, I just like shit like that and um, that's why I did it I put that Fugitive mix there I love that track Fugitive a lot and um, I've, I, it's one of the, I think it's the best attempt I've ever done at storytelling, a storytelling concept record and um, up until just recently because I think I might have topped Fugitive, uh, at least with like the concept wise like and the execution of the storytelling um, and that track is going on Pressure Point Meridian 2. So look out for that and we can have the debate later on whether or not you think I might have topped Fugitive Storytelling. It's a darker, grittier attempt approach, uh, you know, at the whole scenario. But um, it's a I think it's like a better a better told story and a little bit more descriptive and just you could picture it a little bit better. But Fugitive still to this day goes down as one of my all time favorite tracks. I love the vibe. Miyagi killed that hook and Sharp killed that beat. Uh, yeah, everything about it from top to bottom, I fucking, I just love. So thank you guys. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Denny, for the request on that one. That was the breakdown for this week. The breakdown brought to you by Snacky S'mores. Um, breaking down until we have no tracks to break down. How long will it take us, I wonder, to get to break down every track in Minds and Mayday's catalog? Hmm, how many episodes will it take? We'll find out. Um, all right, well, that was a fun one. That was a good trip down memory lane. Hey, and like I said, I own that album outright. That is the one project in my whole catalog that I own from top to bottom. So every time you stream that or purchase that CD or anything that supports that Soiree album, it goes directly to me. So just so you know, thank you for your fucking support. A Soiree for Skeptics. Stream that motherfucker for 24 hours straight. Mm, let's go, baby. Come on, Soiree, baby. And let me also mention once again that that album turns 10 years old this year. Goddamn crazy, 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 crazy shit. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, it's been fun. It's been fun getting back with you people. I fucking love you guys. I missed you. It was a rough week, but uh, we're, we're here. We're here to keep it going. We're here to survive. And uh, before I wrap it on up, let me take a couple lines and see what y'all got to say. What's up, Rick? It's JC from the band Wayside. And my question is, are features personally important to you as far as like leaving a legacy after you're gone? I know you've done quite a few already, and at your level of musical ability, does that ever make you want to reach out to the lyrical legends like Royce and Black Thought or Colin Kendrick or Wayne and M? Or do you prefer to like 
be with people that are close to you so it feels more organic. Because you've been in the game long enough, I feel like they'd be completely honored to do it. So, is leaving a legacy with features important to you? And lastly, what's the breakdown of the Mayday song, Last Sunrise? Because that's got to be like the most fire hook of all time. Alright bro, I'm a lifelong fan and your music's helped me through my personal life and fueled me as an artist and producer and I can't thank you enough man. All this negativity and racism in the world lately needs to get the fuck out of here. It's all peace, love, and music baby. Morse code, Mayday, Wrecking Crew, Pressure Point, y'all let's go. Yeah, JC from Wayside, thank you for fucking hollering at your boy. Um, did I not talk about Last Sunrise? I know we didn't do it as an official breakdown per se, but I feel like somebody asked me once before on a call on this show. It was it on this show. I got so many little avenues now I'll be trying to do things in that I'll be forgetting where I talked about what where. But um, I'm pretty sure there's a previous episode of this show where I went into The Last Sunrise. But thank you for that. If there isn't, I'll break it down. But I think it exists somewhere. I'll try and figure out where and I'll let you know. But um, it's in a back episode, I'm pretty sure. Either that or I'm losing my fucking finger-licking mind. Um, yeah, so as far as features go, uh, like we, we talked about earlier, Mayday definitely, we have, between Mayday and myself and Burns, we have us an extensive list uh, I think I, I think I want to like write it down and post it up and like we, uh, show people, man, we've we've been around for a minute and we worked with a lot of folks. I think people forget how many. And, and I think there are a lot of tracks also people haven't heard us with. Um, for instance, Black Thought on TNT Remix. A lot of people slept on that one. Um, I don't know if everyone's heard Afraid of the Dark with Graph. I don't know if everybody's heard uh, fucking Internal Wars with M1 and Rex. You know, like we've done a lot of shit um, in the last in the, in the last few albums and the recent years. I have lost my drive for features because uh, it's just labor intensive and then my ego takes the bruising sometimes where normally I don't really care if we have to run around and chase somebody or if it just it requires a lot of work I'm not mad at that but lately I just want to make dope music and the politics part of it or like reaching out and chasing somebody who's not really into my shit or knows who I am and I have to sell them on it or pay them a substantial amount of money or whatever it is and then getting them to complete the paperwork is a whole another issue. Um, so I got burnt out on it. So when I sat down to do Into the Further, I was like, man, fuck features. I don't want to do no features. I'm not doing none. And so far for Pressure Point, I haven't done any yet either. Um, we still doing them on the Mayday album but they're 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 less and less um partially because our we had a, a member of our management team that isn't on the ground with us anymore i'm a homie dj efn from the drink champs fame and he was very plugged in he's a miami mixtape legend and he brought in a lot of features for us he was able to negotiate with context that he has had for years and years to get people to come in and do music with us and it always worked out for the best i think um I think all the artists that came in, worked with us, didn't even know what we were about or who, who we were, enjoyed the end result. Um, but when he wasn't working with us on the regular anymore, uh, we didn't have as many contacts. And then also, I think that bright, shiny newness of Mayday when we first signed Estrange was kind, is kind of you know, dull now in terms of negotiating for features. So um, I don't know, man. When you when you say like, we've been in the game for a while and you think somebody like a Royce or an M or somebody will fuck with us. Most of them don't know who we are, man. That's it. Like our numbers aren't that crazy and we haven't shook the game up to we're still pretty underground if you really think about it, man. So I know Royce is familiar with us. Um, 
especially because we ran into him in, in um, I think it was Detroit Loki with Tech. And um, I know he follows me back on Twitter and there's minor things like that, like where I'm like, OK, now I, f- I feel that. And, and now recently as a solo artist, I've felt love from some of the artists I've idolized my whole career. Farrell Monch in, uh, talks to me on Instagram regularly. Uh, plug one from De La Soul, Pasta News, um, hollers at me and likes my shit on Instagram. So like I see artists that I fucking love and have idolized for years uh, that are aware of us and that most of them have done records with us already everyone I just mentioned done a record with already I've done enough records with Razkaz to fucking fill a whole EP Um, producing an EP for Murs coming up soon like um, so but yeah as far as the other artists we haven't worked with yet or you know what you would consider to be uh, maybe the most commercial MCs or the most well known I, th- I don't think Mayday's on a lot of those those radars to be honest with you um, so yeah I don't know It's it, we'll see we'll see one of these days if, if I dive back into the pool but right now I'm, I may make another album with no features and I hope you guys accept me for that <laughs> um, but that's yeah I, as far as legacy building i do feel like it's it's cool to work with other artists i, I love collaboration burns um uh, i think prefers sometimes to be uh working with people than than on his own and that's totally cool too um and i think when you look back at mayday's catalog you will see that we worked with like a very wide spectrum of artists and always the music was good i i would contend um so no matter if it was a southern rapper a new york rapper a cali rapper um you know, from wherever this artist was, whatever style, I felt like we took them into Mayday land and it always ended up dope. And also maybe you heard them in a way you never heard them before. That was what we prided ourselves on when we were working with a lot of different features. Um, and then going into the future, man, let's see what happens. I don't know. Right now I'm in a very see what happens kind of mode. As All the uncertainty going on in the world right now, that's just like pulsing through my fucking veins. All I know is how to sit down and make a song I like and just pray for the best. But as far as getting people to do features right now, and they a lot of people still can't even get into the studio it's uh definitely all up in the fucking air you know what i'm saying but thank you for the call homie appreciate you much love let's do one more before we wrap up our return episode hey rick it's your boy here dylan colson again i just had a quick question for you because it suddenly kind of came to my repertoire as it were um i noticed that confidence from thinnest line part two and anyway, are from Meridian Pressure Point One are very similar, and I'm wondering if you're thinking that those uh, are they connected, or am I just going crazy here, or did you have some flow pattern that you wanted to replicate there? Anyway, there. Uh, hope you're having a good time again. Dylan from London, Ontario, signing off, and then uh, so we'll throw a shout out to my boy Paul there. Paul Peter one o'clock. What up? All right, have a good day, brother. Hey, Dylan from London, Ontario. What's up? Were, were you drunk the last time you called? I can't remember now. I feel like I feel like I heard you drunk before. And and are you still drunk? You may still be drunk. Um, actually, to be honest with you, to be one hundred percent, one thousand percent straight up and down, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> um, nah, I don't know. Uh, there's no connection that I, there's no purposeful connection between um confidence, which I fucking love that song, and uh, and anyway. Um, 
confidence is like on the whole other spectrum of the scale in terms of like concept wise i don't know you said flow pattern so i'm guessing maybe you mean like my verses the rhythm the rhythm is kind of similar but i feel like i got way more busy cadence wise in confidence than i did in any way and then concept wise if you were mentioning that which i don't think you were uh, conf- uh confidence is about like hey loving this girl feeling this this girl she's got such like a confidence about her that you know that that that's what attracts you to her whereas anyway is like a song about breaking up and the girl trying to take you for everything you have um which i guess requires a little level of confidence in itself but um no those two tracks have no connection whatsoever in my mind or in my universe or lexicon or any of that uh so yeah i don't know um i can't really be sure what else you were hearing unless you give me more details but uh no to answer your question no Uh, no connection there but you did just make me listen to confidence again and i hadn't heard it in a while and god damn i love that fucking song i'm sad we didn't do a video for that song we should have done a video for that that video i mean that song is a fucking that song it's a banger um i think if i'm not mistaken off top of my head it's the most streamed song off that project and i thought close was a banger too but uh but confidence definitely got the most streams of that whole fucking project, and we should we should have we should go back and do a video for that because that song fucking goes. I love that record. Uh, shout out to my boy County Boy Frizz uh, from Team Stone. He produced that record. Um, love that fucking vibe. Super super dope vibe. And yeah, anyway is also a banger in its own regard. So two totally different um, concepts, and I would argue flow patterns unless you know they both sound like me. I'll give you that. <laughs> but that's all I got um all right y'all that was it episode 18 thank you for returning with me um i hope as we get back into this reopening life and there's hopefully not a shitstorm around the corner for us all that uh some of you who haven't listened in a while will come back and listen to the show and i hope you enjoy the new additions the new features the new segments my two spins and the such um and yeah i look forward to many more episodes with you guys i missed you i'll never leave you again okay <laughs> just promise me you'll be here when i come back uh you guys are the truth stay safe out there try to stay positive keep your heads up uh this too shall pass and tomorrow's a brand new day i fucking love you guys you know what time it is play the motherfucking song it's that time again We gotta say goodnight You know it's getting late Tomorrow is another day My friend All right, people It's time to go home Yep Losing time, we're ready to head on out, so let's go. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Now you're making me mad, you're gonna make me swear. Get the fuck out of here, finish up that beer. You might as well call it a night, my friend. You're gonna have to get the fuck out. You heard me. Get so long, Arrivederci, Sayonara. Get the fuck out. Ciao. Good night.
The GTFOH Podcast. Learn more at thegtfohpodcast.com. Just what the world needed, one more podcast. Get the fuck out of here! Hey, you're listening to the GTFOH Podcast. If you like this shit, you should go to patreon.com forward slash recognize and join the motherfucking crew. And if you don't, you can get the fuck out of here. Yeah.